Welcome to the Condo Vultures Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski. This is the Condo Market Analysis. It's effectively a statistical deep dive into the data related to the condo market in um, some part of the Tri-County, South Florida area. And what is the Tri-County area? It's Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach County. So for this particular week, um, and this, by the way, is episode number 82, what we're going to do is we're going to focus on the city of Miami Beach. Yes, the glamour, the glitz. Miami Beach, South Beach, everybody sort of knows that name. They know it a lot because of Miami Vice. They know because all the celebrities who come here to party, they know, um, you know, they've heard about it. Even going back to the, what, the, the 50s, uh, 40s, when you had uh, uh, well-known uh, people on radio, radio uh, personalities who used to broadcast from down here. You also had somebody on TV called Jackie Gleason back in the day. So um, uh, Miami Beach has a long tradition of being sort of the go-to place uh, during the winter. When's the winter eh, buying season? It's typically between uh, Thanksgiving, which is late November in the United States, and it goes up until uh, sometime in April, which is typically tied to Passover or Easter. That tends to be the time when everybody wants to be in South Florida. That's when prices spike. That's when a lot of stuff sort of goes down. So for this particular podcast, we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk Miami Beach. Now, a couple things you should keep in mind before I get started. I want you to know that all the data I'm pooling is coming from the Southeast Florida MLS Matrix. Southeast Florida MLS Matrix. And what is that? It's effectively a database that people who have real estate licenses and join a club called the Realtor Association, they get to then turn around for their $1,000 a year. They input stuff into this database, which is called the Southeast Florida MLS Matrix. So a lot of times if you go ahead and you take a look at um, uh, real estate data or residential listings, chances are it's all coming out of the MLS. Now keep in mind, uh, the MLS is not the entire market. It's simply the market in which a commission will be offered. And that's basically the buy-in in order to uh, have some product put into the MLS. There's a lot of other product that's called shadow inventory that can ultimately make it, uh, ultimately be on the market. And you might never see it if you only rely on the MLS. What is some of that? Well, think about it. you're driving past a rental tower and you see a sign that says uh, for lease move in special. That's typically a corporate owner. That's not in the MLS. What else is in the MLS? When you're driving by a house, you see for sale by owner. That's an obvious. What's another one you might not realize? Well, it could be that property when you get off the interstate and you see we buy ugly houses. That is somebody who's trying to buy product to eliminate the uh, broker. So wanted to keep that in uh, you to keep that in mind as we go forward with the discussion. The other point is to any statistics that I talk about during this podcast, I want you to be aware that you can actually see the data and you can actually read the report. Go to condovulturesrealty.com, condovulturesrealty.com. Scroll down to the uh, bottom half of the page. You'll see all of the individual reports uh, that I'm citing here in this particular podcast. So. All that being said, if you're not yet a subscriber to the Kind of Vultures podcast, I want you to go ahead and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. If you like what we're doing, leave us a rating as well as some comments. Uh, those ratings and comments, the more we get, the more likely we are to go ahead and spread our message and help us to accomplish our mission statement, which is try to bring straight talk to an overhyped real estate market. And then finally, if you have a uh, comment for us, send it uh, directly to inquiry at condovultures.com. That's I-N-Q-U-I-R-Y at condovultures.com. So all that being said, fasten that seatbelt, lean back, and get ready to uh, hear all about the Miami Beach condo market. Are you a primary user or real estate investor who's in the market for a discounted South Florida condo? Are you searching in the markets of greater downtown Miami, Miami Beach north to Sunny Isles Beach, Hollywood north of Fort Lauderdale, or anywhere else east of I-95 in the Tri-County South Florida region? If so, the buyer brokers at Condo Vultures Realty are here to assist you. Condo Vultures Realty is a licensed Florida brokerage that was established in 2006 to assist educated buyers in identifying, negotiating, and purchasing units at a discounted price. To speak with a buyer broker at Condo Vultures Realty, please call 305-865-5859 or visit our website, 
condovulturesrealty.com. Welcome to the Condo Vultures Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski. This is the Condo Market Analysis. It's something that I do uh, every Monday. It's effectively a statistical deep dive into a market that's in, down here in the Tri-County, South Florida area. All the markets, for the most part, are located east of Interstate 95 uh, and effectively deemed coastal. They could be on the mainland but facing the bay or in the coastal, or they could be on the barrier island, which basically fronts the Atlantic Ocean, which is some of the prime real estate. So for this particular podcast, as mentioned, we're going to focus on Miami Beach. We're going to talk about that rock star place uh, where all the celebrities seem to come this time of year. Who are some of the uh, more recent celebrities who've come down this way? Well, we just got word that Tom Brady, he's a uh, legendary quarterback for right now the Tampa uh, Bay Bucks. Uh, but originally he was with the, he made his name with the New England Patriots. He just bought a piece of dirt uh, down here in this area where he wants to build a home, as well as somebody called Jared Kushner and his wife, Ivanka Trump. They just also bought a piece of dirt where they want to build their home. So this seems to be one of those places where, where um, uh, individuals end up, whether you are in the business world, you're in the political world, and or you are in the celebrity world. What are we going to get into in terms of the condos? Well, we'll first approach the condo market uh, in general. Then our next segment, we're going to go ahead and we're going to do the luxury condo market. Our third segment, we'll go ahead and we will do our distressed market, which is comprised of uh, short sales as well as uh, real estate owned, which is REO, it's called. And then finally, we're going to get into the rental market. So all that being had said, let's go ahead. Let's get into the Miami Beach condo market. And again, just to remind you, all data comes from the Southeast Florida MLS matrix. It is a database by used by realtors to go ahead and make a market and sell product. The buy-in for that is a commission that has to be offered to somebody on the other side uh, versus uh, something that's not listed. Uh, no commissions are paid. That is what people refer to as shadow inventory. And if you want to see a copy of uh, any of the reports, go to condovulturesrealty.com, scroll down to the bottom half of the page, and you'll see all of the reports, both uh, 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 the written word as well as charts. So what do we got going on the Miami Beach condo market? Well, right now, um, effectively 2,900 condos are listed for sale. 2,900 condos are listed for sale in the city of Miami Beach in the first uh, nine months of the year. Keep in mind, January and February are part of our peak time as well as March and April traditionally. This year, we got hit with the pandemic, so March and April as well everything afterward is going to be totally disrupted but uh, let's get some perspective of what's going on first nine months of the year january through september miami beach condos we had a thousand twenty eight transactions thousand twenty eight transactions remember just under twenty nine hundred for sale we do some rough math of the 1,028 transactions, first nine months of the year. We come up with an average of about 114 units trading per month, 114. If I take that 114 that trade each and every month, I divide it into what's currently available, uh, which is just under 2,900. I get 25 months of supply, two five. That's over two years. So what, that, what, what does that mean? That means if no other condos are listed for sale in Miami Beach, and if sales continue at the same pace, it's gonna take over two years to absorb everything and anything that's on the marketplace in terms of Miami Beach, in terms of a condo. Now, what is equilibrium? Six months, typically six months. If you have a seller's market, it's gonna be less than six months because there's not enough to choose from and therefore the seller can jack up prices. Or if you have a buyer's market um, such as this over six months, the buyer has the advantage where they can go ahead and they can basically tell the seller, take it or leave it and I'll move on to the next because I got plenty to choose from. So that's a good indication of what's going on. I will tell you Miami Beach is a buyer's market for condos. Now, if you are looking to buy, what kind of pricing are we talking about? Well, if you look at the sellers, the average asking price for a condo in Miami Beach, which again, it's going to go from about uh, Zero Street, which is South Point Drive, and the streets go up as you go north. Uh, so well, First Street, Second Street, Third Street continues on. It ends about 87th Street or so, which uh, then you enter in the city of Surfside. After that, you got Bay, uh, Bell Harbor. North of that, you got the um, uh, uh, inlet, Hallover Beach Inlet. You have Hallover Beach 
which by the way is where the um uh, uh the the nude beach is and then after that you get into sunny Isles beach then you go into golden beach it's one of the few areas that has single family houses uh on the sand on the barrier island in miami beach and then finally you get into broward county so uh, what's pricing like in Miami Beach, average condo? The ask today, the average condo is just under $1.3 million a unit. $1.3 million a unit. Now, the units that traded first nine months of the year, what did they trade for? $685,900. That's an 83% spread between what the seller thinks they have and what the buyer is willing to pay. Now, what does all that mean? Well, what that means is if you are a buyer and you want to go ahead and you want to play the condo market for a deal in Miami Beach, you should know that sellers are still confident. They still have a stiff upper lip. They're not paying attention to pandemic. They're not paying attention to, to the concerns, living high density, none of that type of stuff. They think they got gold and therefore they're going to sit tight and they're going to hold out at least that's what they're saying uh, to themselves going in. Now, 83% spread, what does that also indicate? Well, from what I've seen based on experience uh, over the course of tracking these markets, writing about it when I was a journalist, uh, uh, participating in this market, I would tell you typically until you got about a 20% spread between what's being asked and what the uh, average transaction price is, you don't really get a deal done. Uh, it could be wasted time. Now, what is also interesting is once that 20% spread gets close, people start to, start to get activity. Shortly thereafter, when the spread becomes eight to 12%, deal tends to trade. But that is price per door or price per unit. I would tell you if you're looking at the condominiums, don't consider them um, uh, something special. Consider them commodities. Why is that? Because pricing on a condominium building, it all can be figured out. It's all mathematic. There's nothing more to it. Granted, uh, some seller uh, might go ahead and over improve. Chances are they're going to lose their money. They're not going to get it back. Why? Because gasoline. Think gasoline. You want to put gas in your tank. Do you drive around and pay more money for one gas station uh, versus another one across the street simply because it's got a better name brand? Maybe you do, but uh, I don't. And investors uh, that I know, they typically don't do that. So how do you size up the condo market? Well, you look at price per square foot. You look at what is the price per square foot and what's a good way to get an assessment. Well, the same way you look at orange juice, gasoline, anything else, you think of it as a commodity. So what do we got going on the average price per square foot in Miami Beach uh, market today in winter? 747 a foot is what they ask us. 747 a foot. First nine months of the year, what do units trade for? 495 a foot. 495 a foot. That's a 51% spread. 51% spread. And as mentioned, typically 20% is when uh, between what the seller is asking and what the uh, what the ultimate transaction price is. Typically, that's when it gets interesting. 20% when it gets between 8 and 12, you tend to get a deal done. Now, finally, uh, days on market. This is how uh, how long the average condo is on the market in Miami Beach. Now, why is that important? Well, the longer you're on the market, if you really want to get rid of it, the more inclined you are to kind of cut bait or do whatever you got to do to get it out the door. Um, real estate, and especially condos, they're not liquid like a stock where you can get in at 931 and get out at 932. This stuff tends to take a little bit longer. And how long is it taking in Miami Beach? 244 days. So if you put a condo on the market in Miami Beach, you've been on the market for an average of 244 days. Now the units that, and remember, 365 days in a year. So that, 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 that's a long time. Now remember, if you, um, if you do price it appropriately and a deal does get done, how long have you been on the market? You've been on the market 152 days, 152. And again, that means a condo that's appropriately priced, it's gonna trade. And the ones that aren't appropriately priced, they're gonna die on the vine. So this is something to keep in mind if you are an investor. Uh, investor looking to get a deal done, pay attention to days on market. If you are a realtor and you're looking to take on a listing, do you really wanna waste your time taking on a listing where chances are 
that six month listing, which is normal, it's probably not going to turn into anything. And yet you're going to have to waste your time, your marketing dollars and everything else. Wouldn't you rather get it downstream once the seller gets beat up and realizes, you know what, if I want to get rid of it, I got to cut the price because it's a commodity. That's when a deal gets done. So uh, days on market is something to keep in mind. We're going to go ahead. We'll take a commercial break. On the other side of the break, we're going to get into the luxury market in Miami Beach. Don't buy a South Florida condo, discounted or distressed, before taking a Condo Vultures correction tour. CondoVultures.com offers weekly bus and walking tours that focus on educating buyers on the how-tos of identifying discounted condos, analyzing the opportunities, and purchasing units. Every tour attendee receives a list of all condo projects in a particular market, a market assessment handout, and unmatched expert analysis. For more information on the condo correction tours, please visit condovultures.eventbrite.com or call 305-865-5859. Welcome back to the Condo Vultures Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski. We talked about the condo market in general, and now we're going to talk about luxury condos in Miami Beach. What's going on in that market? Now, luxury is one of those terms that everybody sort of interprets differently. If you are a listing broker, chances are you think everything is luxurious. And if you're a buyer and you're looking to get something cheap, you don't necessarily know what luxury is. Does it make sense uh, based on pricing? Does it make sense based on flooring, on cabinets, on, on amenities? What is it? So we try to cut through it. We make it very easy. Let's just make it statistical. And what is that statistic or what's that benchmark or what's what, what's the figure we look at? We look at a million dollars. If the property is listed for a million bucks, it's luxurious. If it's listed for $999,999, it's not luxurious. Simple as that. We're as accurate as anyone else in defining luxury or ultra luxury or anything like that. We go by the dollar amount. So that's what we're going to talk about this segment, the luxury condo market in Miami Beach. And again, million dollars or more. And if you want to know where the data is coming from, come from the Southeast Florida MLS matrix, which is a database used by realtors. And again, if you want to see the data and or read the report, go to condovulturesrealty.com. So what do we got going on in the Miami Beach luxury condo market? Uh, 684 condos for sale, 684. First nine months of the year, January through September, how many traded? 147, 147. So that's an average of about 16 luxury condos trading every month in Miami Beach. So if I take that average of 16 units that trade a month, I divide it on what's on uh, for sale, just under 700 units. I got 42 months of supply, 42 months of supply. And again, what does that mean? Well, that means that effectively if nobody lists their property uh, uh, for sale in Miami Beach and buying continues at the same pace, you're looking at over three years uh, before you're going to sell that condo. So you should know that going in if you are a seller as well if you are a buyer. Uh, just sort of know and understand what the overall marketplace is. Now, when we talk about luxury condos, uh, I would tell you that uh, what you want to look at is you want to look at pricing. We all think about pricing. Some people look at price per door. I look at price per square foot. But before I get into that, let me just uh, tell you, um, realtors in the luxury condo market, um, they have an attitude about what, uh, how long it should take to sell a luxury condo. Remember, six months is equal to room. Anything less than six months means it's a seller's market, not enough to choose from. Therefore, the seller is going to hold firm. They want, they want top dollar. More than six months, buyer says, oh my God, I got so much to choose from. I'm only going to pay what I'm going to pay. If you seller don't like it, I'm going to go ahead and move on to the next one. When we get in the luxury condo market, uh, the argument is, is that everyone in the luxury condo market, million dollars or more, um, they got more money than God. They don't need to sell, uh, blah, blah, blah. So what the luxury brokers will tell you, and they'll tell you with an attitude, that effectively um, it's going to take 12 to 18 months to sell something that's luxurious. That is normal because you got to find it just a perfect perfect, perfect uh, type of um, uh, buyer. 
so what I will tell you is six months is what the equilibrium is in the traditional market, but let's give the luxury broker benefit of doubt. Let's say it takes 18 months. Well, even if it does take 18 months, we still got 42 months of supply in Miami Beach. So if someone tells you Miami Beach is a very strong condo market for luxury, uh, you can tell them that uh, not according to statistics. And people who are selling luxury condos, they don't necessarily like to talk about statistics. It clouds the overall idea of how luxurious a property is. And I'm being sarcastic there. So what do we got going on price-wise for a luxury condo in Miami Beach? Average ask is just under $4 bucks. $4 million a door. $4 million a door. First nine months of the year, what did the luxury condos trade for? $2.7 million. $2.7 million a door is what they traded for. That's a 45% spread between what the asking price is by the seller and what the average uh, condo is trading for in Miami Beach. That's luxurious. And again, 20%, it gets interesting. 8 to 12%, you tend to get a deal. So factor that in. But again, I don't necessarily, um, uh, I don't encourage you to focus on uh, price per door. I focus, I encourage you to focus on price per foot. Just like you go ahead and you look at gasoline at an intersection and you say, okay, I don't really care what brand it is. I just want to go ahead and I want to buy the cheapest gas. Now, if you like something particular about a condo, because maybe it's the amenities, the view, this or that, you go ahead and you make an adjustment and you factor that into your pricing. But otherwise, go in there with a basic, with, I mean, with a baseline and understanding that it's all apples to apples. And then from there, you simply make your variations. Now, so what do we got going on, on a price per square foot basis? Average condo in Miami Beach is asking price has an asking price of fifteen twenty four a foot. Fifteen twenty four units that traded first nine months of the year, eleven hundred a foot. Eleven hundred a foot. We're talking thirty nine percent spread. Again, twenty percent gets interesting. Eight to twelve percent gets done. Fifteen hundred twenty four a foot. They're asking eleven hundred is what they're achieving now. Um, days on market. How many days is the uh, uh, average condo, luxury condo on the market in Miami Beach? 276 days, 276. The units that traded in the first nine months of the year, how long did it take them? 207 days. So if you price the condo appropriately, it will sell. And if not, you will languish on the market. So that is the luxury condo market in Miami Beach. We're going to go ahead. We'll take a commercial break. And then we're going to get into the distressed condo market in Miami Beach. And yes, there's a distress. Challenging times for real estate calls for experts that help you to navigate the new normal in the process of buying or selling property in South Florida. At CBR Realty, we listen carefully and advise based on stats, local knowledge, and experience. For more information, call us at 305-865-5859 or visit our website, cbrrealty.com. Welcome to the Condo Vultures Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski. We talked about the Miami Beach condo market. We then talked about the luxury condo market in Miami Beach. And again, keep in mind, Miami Beach is its own municipality. It's located on a, a barrier island. Basically, that separates the Atlantic Ocean from Biscayne Bay and Intercoastal, which ultimately connects into the mainland where the city of Miami is located. About a 5.5-mile causeway at the southern point uh, to get from uh, South Beach, which is a neighborhood of Miami Beach, over to greater downtown Miami. So um, we talked about uh, condo. We talked about luxuries. Let's go ahead. Let's talk about this trust. What is this trust market? How is it comprised? What is it made up? So let, let me sort of boil it down very simple. There's two forms of distress that you're going to find when you uh, come down to Miami Beach and you want to buy a condo. One is called a short sale scenario, and the other one's called a real estate owned, an REO, a bank owned, all one and the same. Now, what are they? Well, a short sale is effectively a situation where a seller owes more than what the property is currently worth and therefore tries to bring in a buyer who's going to pay a certain price and then convince the bank that, hey, banker, even though I took out this loan, uh, the only person who's going to buy this uh, condo is going to pay you something that's short of what I owe you. Would you like to go ahead and do a deal? And therefore, you're going to save a year of litigation. You're also going to um, effectively stop me from potentially destroying the place. And uh, you, the lender, you're going to have to go ahead and repair it in order to sell it in order to get top dollar. So that is a short sale. 
What's the flip side? Flip side is a called an REO, real estate owned, a bank owned. Um, and what is that? What's well, a category that banks use once they go ahead and they foreclose a property? Again, as mentioned, it's gonna take about a year and there's litigation costs involved with it. So some banks um, will go ahead, they'll foreclose, and then lo and behold, they end up with the property. They now have to shift it into a different category and then they try to sell it. So it's already been foreclosed. So that is the difference, REO versus the um, uh, short sale. So uh, we're going to talk about that market in Miami Beach. And yes, Miami Beach, the glitter, glamorous place uh, that people want to come, they want to buy. What's going on there? Well, they got distress. They got distressed condos there, short sales as well as REOs. In fact, they have more than two dozen distressed condos. Now, it's nowhere near where we were during the Great Recession. But if you're interested in playing this condo game in Miami Beach, why not go in there and buy dirt cheap and then turn around and take the savings and go ahead and gussy up the place and uh, you might be able to do okay. So um, that's what I wanna talk about. So we got 25 distressed condos, both short sales and REO that are all based in uh, Miami Beach. Generally speaking, uh, you're seeing about four distressed condos that trade each and every month. And if you take those uh, four units that are trading every month, you're looking at about seven months of supply, seven months of supply of short sales and REOs. And again, six months is equilibrium. So this is a market that is at equilibrium. Now, don't be surprised by that. Why is that? Well, banks don't necessarily, they can't necessarily show uh, uh, control how many short sales. Again, that's a seller who wants to try to bring in a buyer and convince the bank to sell for less. Bank doesn't have to do anything. But what banks can control is the bank-owned property, the REOs. Why? Because they don't want to flood the market with bank-owned properties, foreclosures, because if they do, they're going to kill their own pricing. So they it's a slow release. They release it as they sort of see fit. So um, seven months of supply of distressed condos in Miami Beach. Now, what do we got going on on the short sale side? And again, that's the one where a, a, a seller brings in a buyer and then you try to convince uh, the bank to take something short of what you're owed. So currently 11 properties are listed as short sales in uh, Miami Beach, 11 condos. First uh, nine months of the year, how many traded? Five. You have five sales. If I do some rough math, I say five sales traded in nine months. What is that? It's an average of less than one unit a month. Divide that into that less than one unit a month into what's currently available for sale, 11, 11 units. You come up with about 20 months of supply. Obviously a buyer's market. The problem is, is that the market is too small to even consider the market. It's more like a situation. So average asking price on a short sale that's on the market in Miami Beach, looking at just under 863, 864,864 is the average uh, ask. Units that traded, those five units they traded first nine months of the year, what they trade for? 247,800 bucks. That's a 249% spread. So if you're looking to make an investment and it's truly an investment on Miami Beach where you're looking to actually make money while you own it and then make money when you sell it, you might wanna look at the stress. So short sales, uh, that's what we got, 249% spread. 864, 864,000 at the S. Units trade for 247,800 if you willing to go through the process. Now, uh, as mentioned, I rely on price per square foot. What's the average asking price on a short sale uh, in Miami Beach? Um, 440 a foot, 440 units that traded in the first nine months of the year, what they trade for? 319 a foot, 40%, well, 38% spread. It gets interesting when it's about a 20% spread and a deal tends to get done between eight and 12%. Uh, so you got a 38% spread in Miami Beach. And then finally, days on market. The short sales that have been in the market in Miami Beach, they've been there for 291 days, 291. The units that traded, how long did it take? 141, 141. So what that says is, uh, uh, places that are priced appropriately and you have active willing uh, participants in terms of on the lender side, you can get a deal done. Otherwise, you're simply gonna sit there and stall on the market. Now, that's short sales. Let's go ahead, let's talk about bank owned. These are the REOs, these are the foreclosures. So you have 14 REOs that are currently for sale in Miami Beach, first nine months of the year, 29 traded, 29 traded. So I take those 29 units that traded, 
uh, divided by nine months in the first nine months of the year, because that's what we're measuring, you get about three REOs or bank-owned condos or foreclosures trading each and every month. I take that 3.2 units, I divide it into what's available, which is 14. I come up with 4.3 months of supply. Wow, not a surprise. Why? Because banks control this. They own it. They don't want to flood the market, so they release slow releases as they see fit. Now, what are these banks asking for for these bank-owned um, condos in Miami Beach? They want an average of just over $507,100 a door. 507100 first nine months of the year. What did they get? What did the banks, what did the banks achieve? 303736 so again, they're asking 507,100. They're actually achieving 303,736. That's a 67% spread, 67% spread. 20% gets interesting, eight to 12% deal done, as I keep telling you. Now, what is that on a price per square foot basis in terms of the ask? Well, the banks are looking for 518 a foot. That's what they think a condo in Miami Beach is worth on average. What are the buyers actually paying? They're paying 327 a foot, 327 a foot. That's a 58% spread, 58% spread. So you can see if you are, um, uh, uh, if you're willing to go ahead and play this distressed market, you could be buying far below what the average uh, condo price uh, is in Miami Beach, and you could be doing it through a distress uh, uh, strategy. And then you take the savings, you go ahead, you gussy up or improve the place, and you might be able to actually put a spread on it and trade it, retrade it out the door. Now, the REO condos that have uh, uh, that are on the market uh, currently, how many days they've been on the market on average? 82 days. 82 days. Units that traded first nine months of the year. How long did it take? 55 days of trade. Again, a, a reaction to appropriately priced condos will move. Those that are not appropriately priced, they simply languish on the market, kind of like fruit rotting on a tree. So we're going to go ahead. We'll take a commercial break. On the other side of the break, we're going to get into the rental market. Are you a primary user or real estate investor who's in the market for a discounted South Florida condo? Are you searching in the markets of greater downtown Miami, Miami Beach, north to Sunny Isles Beach, Hollywood, north to Fort Lauderdale, or anywhere else east of I-95 in the Tri-County, South Florida region? If so, the buyer brokers at Condo Vultures Realty are here to assist you. Condo Vultures Realty is a licensed Florida brokerage that was established in 2006 to assist educated buyers in identifying, negotiating, and purchasing units at a discounted price. To speak with a buyer broker at Condo Vultures Realty, please call 305-865-5859 or visit our website, condovulturesrealty.com. Welcome back to the Condo Vultures Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski. We talked about the condo market in Miami Beach. Then we talked about luxury condos in Miami Beach. And then we followed up with the distressed condo market in Miami Beach. So what are we going to talk about now? Rental market. Now, many of you might say, well, listen, I'm looking for a second place. Ultimately, I want to retire there. I'm not going to rent it out. I don't need to. I have enough money. Fair enough. Fine. But you should know if you do come down to South Florida and you buy a condo, especially Miami Beach, if for worst case scenario, you decide to rent it. Uh, maybe you decide to go Airbnb. Maybe you decide that... Um, you know, things have changed a little bit because of the pandemic. You kind of need that cash flow for whatever reason. You should know what the rental market is. So let's talk about rentals. Now, before we get into the rental market, let me point out uh, two things. Uh, point number one, and I laid this out in the intro. The uh, data I'm going to refer to is going to be coming out of the multiple listing service. This is the database where somebody with a real estate license, they join a club called the Realtor Association. They spend $1,000 a year. They then turn around and uh, get access to the database. Much like a sailor joins a sailing club so they can uh, keep their vessel there and or a golfer joins a country club because they want to be able to play the course. Well, if you are a real estate uh, uh, licensee and you want to go ahead and become a realtor so you can get access to this database where you can basically lit, do, uh, perform listings and or take uh, would-be tenants into these places, you go ahead and you join the association. But you should know, and again, 
It does not represent all product that is on the market. It does not represent what many people call shadow inventory. And what is shadow inventory? That's corporate owned stuff. That's effectively for rent uh, by owner. So it could be a big REIT. It could be a place where if you're driving by, there's a big sign that says, uh, you know, move in special, two months free rent, rent, three months free rent. Those are corporate owners and those are not uh, individuals or entities that are going to be in the, in the database. Now, why aren't they in the database? Well, the typical commission for a rental in South Florida, the generally speaking, 10% of the gross annual rent. So let's say a place rents for a thousand dollars a month. Let's say there's 12 months of the year, which there are, that means that you're talking about 12 grand. 10% commission on that is going to be 1200 bucks. Now you divvy it up, generally speaking, 5% to the broker who's representing the landlord and 5% to the broker who represents the tenant. So if you are a corporate owner, you own 300 units on a complex, do you really want to drop $1,200 per unit each and every year in order to put a tenant in there? Or would you rather employ somebody, give them 35, 40 grand, have them sit in there, maybe a second person, and have them sign up um, listings? Now, if you do that as an owner, lo and behold, the chances are you're gonna you're gonna be able to save a little bit of cash. So that's important to keep in mind. Shadow inventory is not included in the MLS. Uh, and then in terms of the other uh, aspect, I would tell you about the rental data. Keep in mind that uh, the people who play the rental ga uh, game, um, they tend to be either rookies who are just getting started in the business, they want to build a book business, or they're veterans who have an investor or have a client, don't want to take a chance by allowing someone else to do the rental and therefore poach uh, that particular client. So you have brokers who are veterans. So it tends to be one way or the other. Now, where am I going with all this? Well. The information that you sometimes find in the rental market, it can be a little bit confusing and it isn't necessarily always accurate. Now, why isn't it accurate? Because there's different motivations, there's different objectives, and unlike a sale where the government takes a piece based on recording a document, at least nobody knows anything. So you can say whatever you want and there's no one there who can ultimately push back on it, generally speaking. And that includes on the um, shadow inventory side as well as on the listing side. So you're basically, you're taking the broker um, at their word uh, if you will. So that is the rental market uh, scenario. Those are the rules of engagement going in. I like to say when you talk about rental data, you're effectively talking about licking your finger, holding up and trying to uh, figure out which way the wind goes. Now, I will tell you too, when you get into the rental market, many renters are based on price per month. They're not necessarily based on um, needing everything or getting everything that they need. And as a result of that, um, like if you're buying a condo and you're going to be there for five years, whatever, you're going to go ahead and choose certain things that are priorities. If you're a renter, you're looking at a 12-month span, and because of that 12-month span, chances are the only thing you're going to do is look at how much am I dropping per month, uh, and then I'm going to take this place over the other place, and maybe I give up some amenities. So as a result of that for this rental game, what I'm going to look at in terms of the rental data, we're going to look at apartments, condos, efficiencies, multifamilies, and townhouses. Again, apartments, condos, efficiencies, multifamily townhouses, basically anything that's for rent uh, short of a single family house in that marketplace. Why? The renter wants to pay what a renter wants to pay and they don't want to pay anything else. Now, the other point to keep in mind is when you get into the rental data, uh, averages are a no-go uh, simply because some places are rented for, uh, uh, per night, some are rented per week, per month, uh, annually, uh, some are furnished, unfurnished. So simply take median number. If you try to go through and uh, scrub the data. It's a waste of time. Um, use median. Median is the best way to go. So what do we got going on in terms of the median? And keep in mind, everything I talked about in the condos, the luxury condos, and the distressed market, those are averages. This is median number. This is the number in the middle. So Miami Beach, what is currently available for rent? Just under 2,180 properties are listed for rent. Again, doesn't include corporate owned. These are individuals who are renting using a realtor. The 2,180 are for rent first nine months of the year, January through September. How many rented? 
3614, uh, 3614. If I do some rough math, I come up with just about 402 properties are leased each and every month in Miami Beach, first nine months of the year. Now, if I take the 402, 401, 200, 402 properties that are rented per month, I divide it at what's available, just under 2200. I come up with 5.4 months of supply, 5.4 months of supply. Again, equilibrium is six months. So this is the landlord's market, but keep in mind, if you get into corporate owned properties, you know, you're pushing a, a, a tenant's market, a tenant's market, but it, based on the data that we have here, and this is the uh, the only information we have available short of going ahead and calling every corporate owner, um, it's, again, I would consider just a glimpse as to what's going on around the market. So 5.5 months to four months of supply. Now, what are these landlords asking in Miami Beach? They want two grand a month. Two grand a month is the median number. The places that rented first nine months of the year, what they rent for? 1675, 1675, what's the spread? 19.4%. You say, hmm, that 19.4, that seems reasonable. Well, remember what I told you, 20% spread is when it gets interesting. You typically negotiate a deal 8 to 12%. So you can see the landlords who are on the market, they're trying to get a deal done. Now let's talk about price per square foot. Um, again, I look at the condos as commodities. I also look at rentals as commodities. So what, what's the going price uh, per square foot? Again, median basis here, uh, average everywhere else that, uh, during this podcast. Uh, median ask is 286 a foot, 286 a foot. That means if uh, you're going after a thousand square foot place, you're looking at just under $2,900 a month is what the landlord want, wants. Now what did tenants pay the first nine months of the year? They pay 243 a foot per month. 243 a foot. So 2,900 is what the landlord wants. What are you ultimately getting based on this price per square foot median? You're getting 240, uh, $2,430. Uh, dollars. So 243 a foot, 18% spread. Again, 20% gets interesting and uh, 8-12% is when a deal tends to get done. And then finally, days on market. The properties that are for rent today in Miami Beach, uh, how long have they been on the market on a median basis? 84 days. 84 days. And the properties that lease, how long did it take them? 48 days, 48 days. So you can see that the market is getting very, very, uh, very interesting where if it's appropriately priced, it will rent. And if it's not appropriately priced, it simply sits on the market until either the buy or the tenant flinches and says, you know what, screw it, I'm going to do it. Or the landlord flinches and says, you know what, I'm going too long without bringing cash in. And therefore I need to just go to get it occupied and kind of make things happen. Now, if you do have a question about how does the median price per unit uh, monthly uh, uh, compare and contrast with median price per square foot monthly. This is simply a capture, a snapshot of the overall market. So when I'm using the database, it's telling me price per unit, what the median price is. And it's also telling me median price per square foot. It's not necessarily the same property. So if you have, if you get a little confused as to how the numbers are playing out, that's the difference. So uh, that is the overall uh, market for Miami Beach during the, um, uh, right now as we enter into winter buying season. Again, that buying season began in late November with Thanksgiving, and it typically ends sometimes in April, typically symbolically ending with uh, uh, Easter or Passover. But basically, by the time you get May, you start to get into the uh, the summer season, if you will. So I hope you enjoyed that podcast. If you're not yet a subscriber, please go ahead and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. If you like what we're doing, leave us a rating as well as a comment. The ratings and comments help us to spread our message and ultimately help us to accomplish our goal and mission statement, which is try to bring straight talk to an overhyped um, uh, condo market in South Florida. And then finally, if you have a comment for us, please go ahead and send an email to inquiry at condovultures.com. I-N-Q-U-I-R-Y at condovultures.com. We discuss all of the comments. We discuss them on our Wednesday Reporters Roundtable, uh, basically where I bring together current and former journalists, talk about some of the biggest headlines occurred uh, within uh, the previous week. And also, too, on Fridays, if you're not aware, we do a real estate players profile, and that is a one-on-one discussion with someone who's got some very interesting insight into the current state of the market. And then, of course, this condo market analysis. This comes out every Monday. So 
Thank you for listening. I'm Peter Zalewski. Until next time, be safe, stay strong. We're going to get through this pandemic. We're almost on the other side and we'll catch up soon. Ciao, ciao.